you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. Hey, y'all. We are back for another episode of Open Bar Talk, uh, the dopest uh, bartending podcast in these streets. Uh, I'm your host, Jim Search. You can find me at jimsearchcomedy.com. Uh, go on all social media. Find me at Jim Search. If you're looking for this show, you can find it. Openbartalk at gmail.com. Email us. We email you back. Openbartalk on Instagram. Follow us. And obviously, we will follow you back uh, because we do know how to roll. Now, you want to rate, review, and subscribe to this fucking podcast. That's how people find out about it. Give it five stars. Shit, give it six stars. Who cares? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a great way to get more ears and eyes on the show. Uh, you know, I can tell you as a host, uh, I really enjoy doing this show. And, you know, I get to talk to my friends who are in the game, and they have some wild fucking stories. And this episode, uh, we can call this episode, we'll call it Teaser Sizzler. We have a really big uh, show coming up soon for y'all, and I'm very excited about that. I've got two of my homies that are going to be here as a collabo because they got in the game together, and they have some crazy stories. They've both been on the podcast before, but they are coming back for a joint episode. But I want to give you a little teaser, a little sampler, uh, if you will. I'm going to be having on, of course, uh, the homie KP and my man, Big Money Ralph. But in the studio today, I've got my dog KP. KP, how you doing, dude? What's going on? I'm doing well, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here at the uh, Jim Jam Studios. Nothing but illustrious guests and <laughs> a whole, whole lot of polo flowing through the place. This is some some real Ralph Lauren feng shui, I must say. <laughs> I mean, I've uh, I've heard people talk about Jim Jam Studios in so many ways, but this is probably the best uh, superlatives that I've ever received. So, uh, I and that's just that. a teaser. Yeah, this is just a teaser. We're not. We we haven't even gotten into, uh, you know, two of my homies, man, Big Money Ralph and KP in the building. But today we got you here, sir, and uh, we're very excited again to have you. Um, but, you know, just to give our fans a little bit of a uh, sizzler of, uh, of what they got in store, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, how you and Ralph came together, man. How did you guys link up? All right. Good idea. Give the fans a little, little amuse-bouche. Uh, <laughs> yes. So... Ralph is one of the proprietors and esteemed bartenders at 4th Avenue Pub, located down in Park Slope. I grew up around that area, but, you know, growing up, it wasn't really like, all right, mom, I'm going to the pub after school. It was you know, <laughs> like once I turned 18, it was more clubs and things like that. Right. Uh, 4th Avenue Pub was one of the first actual bar, like neighborhood bars mm-hmm. that I started going to, and it was essentially just because of Ralph. Like, Ralph is this almost larger-than-life person when you talk about him, but he's also the most endearing person that you'll ever meet. If there's anyone that can get you to stay in a bar far longer than you should, it is big money Ralph. And uh, I've been victim to that many times. (laughs) Yep. I went in for one drink, and, you know, uh, what? Mm -hmm. Ten years later, we're business partners. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's that's dope, man. Yeah, man. And so so let me ask you uh, what like do you because it's funny as you were saying, Ralph is kind of a 
uh, a bigger than life uh, person. And I agree with you because like I can read, I can tell the exact story of how I met him and like how we hit it off. So like, do you remember like when you first met him and like engaged with him? You're like, oh, this guy. You know, what was your, oh, what was yeah, your first reaction? Absolutely. So. I used to work at, like, this really, really fancy spot uh, in Manhattan that I hated. Um, shout out to them. They no longer exist. Uh, <laughs> and that was before the pandemic. So um, I would have to get on the subway at uh, Atlantic, which is a few blocks away from 4th Avenue Pub. Right. I would roll in, you know, this young, like, 22-year-old kid and would just pound whatever. And, you know, Ralph... Literally, I'd walk in and be like, uh, what's that beer? Because it was, it's, you know, Fourth that Pub is more of a craft beer bar, for those of you that don't know. Right. At 22, for me, I was still thinking, like, you know, Old English was, like, you were doing it. Like, I drank that with my pinky out, ghetto etiquette. <laughs> but I got introduced to craft beer through Ralph, and basically, you know, I was that kid who, like, when you're 22 and you go, uh, I'll have whatever flavor vodka that is, I was more like, oh, what's that beer with the skeleton on it? That looks amazing. I'll have that. Mm -hmm. And instead of Ralph being like, oh, boy, who's this young punk? He's like, oh, man, this is the rogue dead guy. It's out of Oregon. It's amazing. You should definitely have one. And it's happy hour. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I feel at home here. And that would be my routine every shift. I would go to Fourth Avenue Pub because him and I work. Uh, parallel shifts, basically. Right. So I would go to Fourth Avenue Pub first, have a few drinks, and then go to work. And not once did Ralph ever judge me for it. If anything, I think it made me more endearing to him. <laughs> because that first, upon the first meeting, when I was like, "All right, I gotta run," and he's like, uh, "All right, you're out already." I was like, "Dude, I gotta go to work." And he was like, "Oh yeah, I totally understand." <laughs> so yeah, that like that's that's if there's any story I could tell that would encompass what meeting Ralph is like. It is you're walking into a hug in the form of good vibes and even better words. Yo, man, I've ne you know, again, like you guys go back further than Ralph and I do. But like I can say that that is the one uh, you've really encapsulated who he is in that that positive energy and just like being an endearing human being. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Like, you know, when I I'll just say real quick how I met him. Um, you know, I was looking I love for to hear this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Nah, for sure, man. Uh, and this is what's gonna make this uh episode so dope is that like, you know, we have these sort of overlaps of just like, wow, you're a great guy and we've seen some crazy shit. Um but I was uh I was looking to start a comedy show uh here in Brooklyn and I wanted to do it near my house. Uh you know, I checked out uh the bar up the street, Union Street Pub, mm -hmm. where Ralph was uh, hanging out at the time. And I had no idea who he was, right? I just, I'd saw him, I saw him around there once in a while. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy hangs out once in a while. No clue. Um, and then I, uh, I was sitting at the bar and him and I just started talking and like, we just, you know, started talking nineties hip hop. And I was like, well, well yep. that's, that's an entryway. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, we were just kicking it like that. And he was just such an easy guy to talk to. And it's just smart and, like, fun and just very down-to-earth. And then I remember I said, yeah, you know, I live in the neighborhood. I'm looking to start a comedy show. I wanted to do it here. But then, like, you know, I was really thinking about going over to Fulton Grand. And without missing a beat, he was just like, hey, I own, I own part of that. Let's, let's do it. I love comedy. And I was yeah, like, wait, that, what? That is like, a thousand percent Ralph. Yeah, it was it. And, like, it was just that easy. Right. And then I was like, oh, OK, well, yeah, uh, this is great, man. Let's let's do this. 
And then I said, well, you know, what night of the week do you want to do it? Now, like, I've run enough comedy shows in my time to be like, when you get your first foot in the door with a bar, they're like, all right, we're going to give you Tuesday yep. at 10 o'clock, right? Yep. Because it's the it, – get that? Yeah, it's, that's what we do to new bartenders. Right, exactly. Like, the mustering out bullshit where it's just like, yep. you're going to run – we'll give you the shittiest time to run the show. And if it works, great. If not, get the fuck out. Like, I've I've been through that, right? But I said, I was like, so when do you, when, when's, what's a good night for you guys? And he was like, you tell me, what, what's a good night? I'm like, I'm sorry? And he's like, well, you know, like, let's, uh, I, I can't, I can't give you a weekend, right? He had to draw the line. Yep, he was yep. just like, I can't give you a, like Saturday at eight, right? But he's like, you know, uh, how about Thursday? Thursday at eight. And I was like, that's fucking perfect. Let's go. And the rest was fucking history. It was, I tell this story so many times where I'm just like, this is such an aberrant situation of starting a show, right? Just because, like, when you talk to bar owners, generally, for the most part, they're like, eh, I don't want to do this. Or you never hear from them again. They'll, they'll tell you just enough to get you to pay your fucking check and, and to tip and then get the fuck. Bye, dude. Yes, get the fuck out, right? Yep. So uh, that was the opposite, right? He was so on it, engaged, and he really wanted to see it work. And I owe, and I, you know, after every show, Muddy Waters, great plug, Muddy Waters happens now Fridays, uh, bi-weekly here at uh, Fulton Grand in Brooklyn, come out for a show. Uh, but, you know, like every show, I thank him, man, because it's like without him, like we wouldn't have the show. And also he really believes in it. And you need a bar owner and someone who's involved to believe in the shit. And he genuinely does. So that is the story of how I met Ralph. Nice. And well, cheers, cheers to Ralph. Yeah, I'm going to drink to our, our missing uh, our missing guest here. Yes. Who, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I feel as though just by knowing him and like learning things from him and through him that I can definitely kind of represent him properly while yeah. he's you know away taking care of some family stuff but mm -hmm. uh you know just wanted to make sure we took care of you took care of the listeners everybody out there in the you know bar talk world yeah that, so. and that means a lot man you know because when i had you on the show dude like you know i really i i tell people i'm just like your episode is one of my favorites and i you know i don't say this to everybody because i love all of them but there's certainly ones that stand I will out hope not because this is on record you're saying it's on record, <laughs> so i can go back and check well i mean magic of editing <laughs> but i don't do that because i'm transparent about the show um but thank you really you, had you. one of the more more compelling stories and compelling uh uh, uh vibes that came through and i was just like this is i can't wait to have you guys on yeah, yeah absolutely i mean it, it it came naturally like i'm not a big i speak in public for a living i'm behind the bar i'm talking to people i'm, I'm bullshitting with people sometimes um but there was something about this podcast something magnetic magnetic that drew it to me that i would i would be able to paint this world of what the other side of bartending looks like and not have it be bullshit, not have it sure. be hyperbolized, not have to make anything up. And, uh, you know, I think some of the stories that I've told and some of the ones that Ralph have told, there's this duality that we have, which I think would just make for some good material for the listeners out there. Whether you're fans of listening to one of the most peaceful guys you'll ever meet in your <laughs> life or a story Fact. about, you know, another guy who may or may not have hit somebody with a bar stool. Mm -hmm. um, the, we got everything for you. The, it's like the yin and the yang with a uh, with a shaker. Exactly. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? You know, he's not a person of color. I'm a person of color. So it is proper yin and yang. 
if there's a, uh, I was gonna say, there's a, uh, there's a buddy story, there's a buddy uh, film here waiting to happen. You oh, know, absolutely. You, you, I think you guys got that there. Yeah, I'm, I'm the like, uh, wild card, and Ralph is like, I would describe Ralph, Ralph and the bar world. He's like anti-bar. Sure. Like, every trope or stereotype that you would hear about a bartender or bar owner, Ralph is not that. At all, which is so refreshing, so amazing, and what makes him him. Like, he's watched me grow up. Sure, yeah, he yeah. Knew, he's known me for, what, since 2012, 2011. And, you know, he's a little bit older than I am, but he literally watched me grow up not as just a person, mm-hmm. but as someone in the industry who went from sitting in a bar stool to being a partner in that bar. Yeah. You know, so it's um, I do owe a lot to him. And I, you're right, man. It's, it's a great story to be told. Look forward yeah. to, to having it. And... Who better to facilitate us telling that story than my man here at Jim Jam Studios? Ah, I'm a regular guy, man. Well, I, I appreciate that, man. Well, listen, you know what? I feel like we gave the fans a little bit of the teaser for the uh, for the show, right? But Absolutely. I do feel, you know, in true open bar talk fashion that it wouldn't be a teaser, wouldn't be an episode if we didn't do a what were you drinking, right? Because I got one here for you. Okay. And, um, I am game. I am game. Okay. Um, now, if you're new to the show, if you just jumped in right now, here's how this is going to go. I have a very messy Facebook and Twitter timeline. And uh, as a result of that, the people who post on it, I have to assume they were drunk. Because no sober person would volunteer this level of information uh, with, such, uh, with such mess, right? And now, uh, KP, being a bartender for as long as you have, you have seen so many iterations of people drunk. Now, with that being said, if we're relying on your expertise of what people are drinking to help us diagnose what you think they had when they posted this, okay? I'm ready for it. All right, perfect. So, here we go. Now, um, again, as always, you know, you've been here before. Uh, if there's clarifying questions, um, you know, gender, whatever you need to know to help you really diagnose, you're free to ask that. Okay, so here we go. <clears throat> I like to hurt people bad. And the 16-year-old punks that think straight gangster, well, let me tell you something. They're not, and they don't know how to fight. They fight like bitches, but what comes around goes around. You're a bitch, and you don't know how to fight. You're not a gangster. You're a fucking bum and a piece of shit. You're a fucking little babysitter-like girl. You know who I'm talking about, so just remember I owe you. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So I want to say... Where, it, where seemed, it seemed like this was going to start on Twitter, but 140 characters was not enough room for the vitriol that that person just mm-hmm. threw into the ether of the internet. The ethernet. Uh, um, mm, I, you're getting into kerfuffles with 16-year-old kids who think they're straight gangster. You get on your Twitter fingers and jump on the computer, which means you're definitely old enough to go into a liquor store and buy something. But are you buying the right thing? This person, mm, I want to say like Mad Dog 2020 because it's it sounds There's like. There's violence. Right. Or mm-hmm. if, if it's not Mad Dog 2020 and this person is over like the age of 40, might be Cisco. Mm, but it's, okay. it's not a turn of the millennium drink that they're having that's given them this, you know, these uh, uh, streams of. Child abuse? Yeah, there's child abuse. There's old man energy. There's Very much so. Yeah, there is. I'm not like you and your little friends. 
That's very malt. That's very malt licorice. That is that, and that's someone who has kids because Mm -hmm. that is, and this is probably. I mean, they they type kind of white, but it's good call. It it definitely sounds like like that's something you hear in a a household for people of color was your mom saying to you, "I'm not one of your little friends." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No matter how big your friends were, when she addressed you for not addressing her correctly, "I'm not one of your little friends." So, yeah, I want to say this guy's hood adjacent, probably mid-40s, and just really threw it back when he walked into a liquor store that still has bulletproof glass in 2021 and decided to say, I'm going for it with Cisco. Then he had his kid log him on the Facebook and boom, (laughs) spit hot fire. It's, well, first of all, it's fucking scary how accurate you were of the demographic of who this person was because you are Absolutely fucking correct on all accounts. So I could only then extrapolate, not even extrapolate, but I would go with you further in saying that if you were able to nail the demographics of this person, there's no way that you're not wrong about the booze. Like, that's that's got to be right. So, KP, uh, again. One, one caveat. Yeah. Only other thing that they could have been drinking would have been Brass Monkeys, which is just a 40-ounce and orange juice for the listeners that don't know. But it's something of those three varietals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go with you on that. Boom. Um, so listen, y'all. Uh, that is our teaser for the big show, uh, KP Big Money Ralph, uh, which is gonna be out next week. Y'all are gonna love it. It's gonna be so much fun. I cannot wait to have both you guys in here because I know you got some stories for days. Um, is there anything you want to plug before we uh, roll out of here? Uh, yeah, you guys should go back if you haven't already, and if you have, you should still go back and do this listen to the kp episode mm-hmm. um and my humble opinion it's jim's best work <laughs> not an ounce of bias there go, at all. Go, go check it out that's all yeah. that's all i'm saying and uh yeah man I, I, once you check that out you'll hear everything else that i plugged but seriously today it's not just about me it is about my man jim search here so i'm gonna plug him and his own podcast on his own podcast because that's motherfucking meta ah that's well, again, thank you uh, for the uh, for the plug, sir. Uh, you know, you heard him. Go do it. Uh, openbartalk at gmail.com. It's a place to get a hold of us. Open Bar Talk um, on Instagram. And go listen. Tell a friend about this podcast. Uh, you know, we have some really dope shit. Uh, had, has already occurred, but we also have it coming up. And, you know, rate, review, subscribe. Um, you know, if you want to find me personally, I'm at Jim Search on all social media. JimSearchComedy.com. Got two really great shows in Brooklyn. Uh, one is Muddy Waters, which is uh, bi-weekly now at Fulton Grand. Go check that out. It's uh, last Friday, or second and fourth Friday, 8 o'clock. Uh, me and my homie Veronica Garza host that. We have really great uh, lineups every time, so come through for that. If you like 90s hip-hop and 90s, early 2000s, come through Beer Wax or Trivmatic. We have a lot of fun there. We do 90s hip-hop uh, trivia. It's such a blast. Shout-out to the homie Chris Maestro and the good folks over at Beer Wax. Uh, and do that. That is um, every month, uh, towards the end of the month, uh, we usually shoot for a Thursday, but follow uh, Beer Wax on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram to get you those dates. Uh, that being said, we're going to get up out of here. Come back next week for the uh, for that uh, cr- or the double up episode of uh, KP and uh, the big- double shot episode. Ah, that's make it I a like. double. Make it a double. That's uh, that's what we're going to call it. Make it a double. All right, guys, put a water between each drink, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>